Hey guys, it is Rebecca Price. I hope that you guys are doing great and I wanted to come at you today with uh, another podcast. I'm going to jump in very quickly. Um, Some of you guys that have followed me for a while um, will notice that almost all of my old podcast episodes are deleted. I got rid of all of them. Uh, or at least almost all of them. I might save a couple. I'm not sure yet. I might just throw all of them out. But the reason is, I'll tell you why. You know, one thing that's really important that I've talked about before is if you're a child of God, no matter, you know, who you are, what, what you, where you are in life, it's extremely important in your walk with the Lord that you, you know, you, you are in a position always to receive correction from the Lord. It's extremely important. We're never going to become better. We're never going to become, um, we're never going to become who God wants us to be in him if we don't allow him to shape and correct us. Because in the Bible, God is called the potter and we're called the clay. And the potter starts off with a huge lump of clay on a wheel, but he ends with something completely different at the end. And in order to get there, he constantly has to chop pieces off and throw pieces away and, and, and mold and shape it and it's the same with refining gold you know we've talked about the gold refining process where they they stick it in the fire the impurities rise to the surface they scrape the impurities off then they wash it but then they have to melt it down again and they do the process over and over and over and over again to get gold to its purest form and we're the same way as children of God and God says he disciplines those that he loves and one reason why you know we, I say we, because, you know, all of us don't like to humble ourselves sometimes. It's because it it hurts. Sometimes it hurts to look at flaws and look at things in our life and, 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 and admit to mistakes and admit to think when we have messed up and things like that, you know. Uh, but God says in his word that he uplifts the humble, that he's far from the proud. And, and uh, that his, I believe it says that he's, he's even against the proud. And we have to fight against that as children of God. And the only way you fight against pride is by constantly, is by allowing God to correct you and then applying that correction to your life and understand that God's doing it because he loves you and he wants you to be everything he created you to be in him. He wants you to be the the, the very image of Christ, his hands and feet on the earth to accomplish his purposes. That's who he wants you to be. So, um... So I've, uh, like I said before, I've been reading books about, you know, recognizing, uh, you know, the spirits of Jezebel, witchcraft and, and all that stuff and really great books, really great books, uh, very saturated in the word. Uh, and I've, I've just really been enjoying, enjoying them and, and learning, you know, God's teaching me and, you know, in this season and, um, he's always, you know, as a, as a teacher, as a person, you're always growing, you always need to be learning and growing and learning new things because we don't, we don't stop learning until we die, until we're taken off this earth. We, we constantly have to learn and, and need to learn from God. Uh, and I have to remind myself that, you know, as a, as a, as a teacher that, that, you know, I, I need to deliver God's words and I'm only going to get that if I sit at the feet of the teacher and allow him to, to teach me new things, you know? So, um, one thing that, Well, let me back up. When I started the podcast, I started it in, uh, in the year 2020 and I started it probably three or four months after, uh, COVID. I had just met my husband 
I didn't know it at the time, but I started it, you know, just after the whole COVID thing went down and, and, you know, my, my husband was actually the one that suggested it and said, have you thought about starting a podcast? Cause I told him I had a call to teach and things like that. And I was like, I, I don't know. So he helped me get that started. And, um, and so, you know, that's, that's, and so we got that started and everything. And I was in a very different place than I am now. I was, uh, in a very different position in life and, and right after I started my podcast, probably about four or five months after I started my podcast, I went through a very, very intense, painful season. Um, went through a, 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 a season of spiritual attack. I went through, it was a very hard season. And my husband, I, I appreciate him that he stayed with me through that time because we were just dating. We, we ended up getting engaged. Uh, I believe we got engaged. Oh, this is bad, y'all. Did we get engaged September or November? We might have gotten engaged in... Was it November? I'm not... Oh, God. I know that's terrible. I'm, I'm not good with dates, so I'll have, to, <laughs> I'll have to ask him and see. But I believe that we got engaged. It was November because we had just eaten Thanksgiving with my family. Um, we got engaged in November. and But we were going through a very, very hard season. A very, a very hard season of spiritual attack. And then after that, I, you know, I went through an extremely painful year. So did he. We went through a lot of pain, a lot of hurt. Um, and whenever, you know, as a teacher, you've got to be very careful during those seasons of your life. Because you don't, if you're not careful, you will become a puppet of the enemy. Because the enemy will will want to hijack your pain and and, and will want to use that to his advantage. Now, I believe some of the greatest lessons in life that we can ever learn spiritually are through times of pain. I believe that. Uh, I believe that, um, you know, whenever we go through these seasons uh, where we're in the valley and where we're, or where we're, you know, learning new things, I believe that we can, um, that, that God can use us. And, and I do believe that there were definitely things that he taught me through that. But I also believe that there were times and people who have listened to my podcast before can probably verify this where I, I, I taught in anger or I taught out of a place of hurt and everything that came out of, off of my tongue wasn't necessarily God glorifying, wasn't necessarily godly. Um, sometimes, it, you know, I, I may have spoken in anger. I may have taught in anger. And not even back then, after I went through this, even up till recently. So, I'll tell you what led to this. I, You know, in um, Jennifer LeClaire's book, she talks about Satan's deadly trio. Jezebel, uh, defeating the deceptions of Jezebel religion and witchcraft. And she talks about what witchcraft is. She goes through the book, explains it. She breaks it down. And one thing she talks about in there, she talks about word curses. And she said, the Bible says that, that, um, there's death and life in the power of the tongue and those, uh, who love it will eat of its fruits. And she talks about how our tongues produce, you know, we, we have the, you know, the power to either speak death or life. Whenever we're speaking death over people, uh, whenever we're speaking death over ourselves, uh, you know, whenever we speak death over individuals or their lives, that's called a word curse. And a word curse is witchcraft. 
And there are people all the time, you know, in the church, out of the church, whatever, that operate in low-key witchcraft and don't even realize it because they're speaking death over people or they're speaking death over their own lives or they, they, they lash out with their tongue in anger. Now, there's nothing wrong with calling sin, sin. You know, and and there's nothing wrong with being angry at sin and being angry at the enemy and what he's doing. There's nothing wrong with that. But when we take our tongue and we, we start speaking death over the lives of people and death over people, we then we can give access to the enemy through that. And she talks about the importance of words. And she, she talked about how Jezebel in the Bible, she spoke a word curse over Elijah that caused him to fear, that caused depression, uh, that caused... Um, exhaustion in the Bible you see you see that once she she said uh, she threatened that she would kill him and he he ran in fear uh, you see a lot that results from that you know she spoke death now it didn't come to pass uh, but that was witchcraft that was spoken in his direction and so it made me really think back because I used to say I'm gonna keep all of my old podcast episodes up because even if I made mistakes you know or or things I you know it, it shows that I, I've, you know, that I, that there's a growing process, that there's a learning curve and things like that. But then I thought to myself today, I said, but you know what? Because I was in a season of so much pain and because I was in a season, season of so much hurt, I don't know if, if during that season, if everything that I said was God glorifying, if there were times where I just used it almost as a venting tool to to vent some of that hurt and that anger and and things that I was going through inside um and so I decided to go back and remove them because I said you know what if if ever there was a time where I gave my tongue and tongue to the enemy in those times or where I was speaking word curses over people and I didn't realize it then I don't want that I don't want people to listen to that or expose themselves to that. And I have to take responsibility. I have to take responsibility as a teacher. And I have to say, and as a child of God, and I have to say, you know what? And there may even be things this season. You know, there there may even be episodes this season where I have done that. And I repent of that in Jesus' name. I Forgive me for that. Uh, you know, I told you guys a couple weeks ago that the Lord had shown, shown me that I had given access to bitterness. Um, and some unforgiveness and that I had to repent of that. And I repent right now, you know, to you guys for allowing my mouth to be a, if it has, if it has been a voice of the enemy on here at times. Now, I don't believe that it, that's, that's what it's been all of the time. It hasn't, but I just want to be real in, in repenting and saying, you know what? There may have been times where I gave access to the enemy and, and because I, I was preaching from a place of hurt and pain or anger or even bitterness or unforgiveness or whatever. And I was speaking word curses over people uh, and or over, you know, over, you know, yeah, people and, and, and people's lives and things like that. And um, please forgive me for that. You know, that is wrong. You don't ever speak death over people. It's okay to speak death over evil spirits. Like, hey, death to Jezebel Ahab and all that stuff in Jesus' name. That's fine. And we've talked more about that. We've talked more about that uh, several times about separating a person and a spirit and understanding that people are made in the image of God and that God loves people and God wants their soul to be with him. And we need to pray that even in people that are operating in these spirits, even people that are operating in witchcraft or operating in Jezebel and operating under the influence of Ahab, our enemy, because we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, our enemy is the spirit that is that they are they have given it 
access to, that are influencing them. Our enemy is not the person, even though it feels like it sometimes it's not the person. And so understanding that it's okay to curse evil spirits and demons and Satan and curse the enemy, you know, do that all day long. Uh, But when it comes to people, we don't ever need to be people that, that, you know, because God even says in his word, bless and do not curse. He says, pray for your enemies, pray for those who persecute you, you know, and uh, we most certainly can take a stand against evil and take a stand against, uh, against sin. Absolutely. I'm not saying at all in any way to condone. You don't ever condone sin. You don't ever condone evil. You don't fellowship. There's no fellowship between light and darkness. You don't do that. Um, But you also have to be very careful in the words that you speak. Uh, Jesus spoke only when his father told him to speak. How great would it be if we were like that? (laughs) And I find that we're not. I find that as, as people, that's one huge battle in surrendering our will to the Lord is surrendering our tongue to the Lord. Because we like to issue judgment over, we like to be the judges. And God says that we are the judges of the earth. That, that you know, some people say, you can't judge, you can't pass judgment, you can't judge. Well, we can, absolutely, because we, we, we can judge between what's good and evil, righteous and unrighteous, absolutely, because God calls us the judges of the earth. But we don't ever need to issue condemnation over people. Um, Condemning people, condemnation, there's a difference. There's a difference. Um, And so, and and that's something that God is correcting me on and that I'm learning. And I wanted to read you this section in the book um, that really just, it's not very long, but it it really just um, was very, very, victing to me about our tongues and about what we say. And let's see. Now she not only talks about the about word curses, but she talks about, you know, using manipulation, flattery, intimidation, or emotional tactics, you know, to pressure people or to get them to cause guilt. That that's a form of witchcraft as well. We have to be very careful with and that's why God, that's one thing that why God says in the Bible that he cares about the heart, that we need to guard our hearts because there's a motive that starts before we open our mouth and speak and before we open our mouth and declare. And we have to stop and say, what is my motive in this? Is my motive to glorify God or is my motive to glorify self? Is my motive to, and glorifying self doesn't necessarily mean, you know, that you're about to say something that puffs yourself up. Uh, glorifying self can just be acting carnally and can just be saying, you know what, I feel like calling him a piece of crap, so I'm going to call him a piece of crap. Well, that doesn't glorify God. It doesn't. Um, and, or, or I, you know, and we've all done this. And if you say to yourself, well, I've never been evil. Well, then you need to repent because you're just prideful because you got pride in your life. We've all done that. We've all said things. We've said things to people's faces. We've said things behind people's back. And we have said things um, behind closed doors, you know, we've said things even, and we've talked about internal conversations. We've talked about that in a a couple podcasts ago about our internal conversation. God wants our internal conversation to be godly. And, and I appreciate in this season that God is correcting me on this because I have said this before and I'll say it again. I hate witchcraft. I hate anything that has to do with witchcraft. I hate 
the spirit of Jezebel and the spirits of Ahab, those are some of the demonic spirits that if I could drop kick, kick them in the teeth, light them on fire, and cast them into hell myself, I would. Um, I hate those spirits because I see the, the, the bullying behind it. I see the devastation that they bring to people, um, that these spirits, when they're, when they're operating, bring to people, um, and bring, and, and how the bondage that's created in this, in this stuff. And it even talks about the spirit of religion in here, which makes me angry as well. These spirits, I hate them and I don't want to give them any access in my life. One thing in remaining, in, in constantly remaining, uh, um, someone who is shaped and corrected and the Lord corrected me on this a long time ago, early in my life. I, you know, I, there was a season of my life where I, um, was I was very condemning against a certain group of people uh and I was like well I how could they do that I, they disgust me I could never do that well then I very shortly afterwards I ended up falling into the similar sin as the people that I was condemning I fell into similar sin in my life and it was in it the lord in his mercy spared me you know from from what it could have been because it could have been bad, but the Lord brought me out of it because I, you know, I, I ignored the warnings of the Holy Spirit until the very end. And then I was like, what, this is not going well. I need to get out. And, uh, but the Lord, I remember the Lord telling me in that season, he said, don't you ever think that you are ever immune from sin. Don't ever think you're ever immune from falling. Don't ever think you're ever immune from any type of sin because, you, you know, it's arrogance and prideful to think like that. And I remember that moment. And it's not that we don't have victory over sin. Absolutely, we do have victory over sin. But we also have to have a humble mindset to say, I need to constantly be connected to the wisdom of the Lord, the mind of the Lord, the spirit of the Lord. I need to guard my heart. I need to walk in obedience. I need to protect myself because you know I because we're still in a spiritual war we're still in a spiritual war and if and and the spirit of pride is very real and if I give access to a spirit of pride then I most certainly can fall into stuff I can fall into stuff I mean you look at David David is a great example that probably shocked a lot of people that that David like I don't know if you've ever sat back and asked that question like why in the world would someone like David or even Solomon, you know, why would men like this fall? And even in Kings, when you look at some of the Kings, like even Jehu messed up and made mistakes. And Jehu was the one who slayed Jezebel and, 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 and Ahab and his family. You look at these people and you're like, how can they fall? And it's a great example of God showing you no one is immune. No one is immune to sin. No one is immune to falling. And we have to constantly remain in a humble state before the Lord. And humility is not weakness. It is strength, by the way. Um, a humble state before the Lord and say, God, I need I need to constantly be checking myself. I need to constantly be seeking my heart and, and asking you to seek my heart and you to point things out in me that need to change. Because I know we're in the middle of a spiritual war and the enemy is going to look through, look, look for any crack he can to get in my life. And even if it's through the access and the words that I speak and the access of my tongue. And so when I started reading this morning about word curses and things like that, I started and, and even, even a manipulative speech that I started reading all this stuff and I, 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 it was like a slap in the face, a good one. It was a wake up. And I even called my husband and I said, you need to listen to this. 
because you know it really it really opened my eyes to how important words are. You hear that all the time. Well, death, death and life are, are in the power of the tongue. We hear that all the time in church, but we really don't practice it because we'll still say crappy things off of our tongue. We'll still, if we're angry at someone or, or, or we don't like what they're wearing or we did, we, we love to be, we love to be a walking talk show and a walking commentary in everything. Facebook doesn't help with that because Facebook allows you to comment on everybody's status. You can comment and say whatever you want. And the Lord just showed me that, you know, how Facebook wants you to be loose with your tongue. Comment on this person's status. Tell them how you feel. Chew them out. Cuss them out. Tell them what. You better make yourself heard. You better this. When in reality, we need to be, we need to, a pause button. In reality, we need to say, okay, <laughs> we don't need to be so quick to comment and so quick to insert our opinion into everything. We, and it doesn't need to be our opinion. We only need to come from the perspective of the word of God. And so by guarding our heart, by pausing, by stopping, by being still and saying, okay, God, this is how I feel about this situation. But how do I need to respond? Or do I even need to respond at all? Because there's some situations in our life where we want to defend ourselves. We want to get up in arms. We want to do these things. And, and we don't let God fight the battle. David said the battle belongs to the Lord. When he was facing Goliath, he's like, the battle is the Lord's. And that is one reason why Goliath was defeated was because David realized, look, I'm not coming. It's not the stone that's going to take you out, brother. It's not the stone. It's the power of God that will, that, that is, is going to subdue you and take you out. He's just using the pebble, but it's not the pebble. It's not my strength because you haven't even offended Israel. You've offended the God of the armies of Israel. That's who you've defied. David made everything about the Lord and made everything about this is who you've offended, not me. This is who you've this is who you are coming against. You're coming against God and this is who you're going to have to deal with. And so David didn't go out there and respond like Goliath did. Goliath is like was all about himself. You mess with me, I'm gonna mess with you. You blah 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 blah, blah talking smack, all the run in his mouth, this big giant bully run in his mouth, and David's like, brother, I, you don't, you're, you're not fighting me. You're fighting the Lord. And that's why you're, you're getting ready to, to fall because you're, that's, you're fighting against an all powerful almighty God. And there are times in our life where we will want to fight the enemy ourselves. Where we, we will be so angry or so hurt and we will want to, we'll want to put on our brass knuckles and we want to be like, let's go. Like I'm ready to wear this person out. And the Lord is saying, no, no. You need to stop. You need to let me fight the battle. And, you know, you can enter, you can fight it in, 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 uh, in prayer, your prayer time. You can fight it in, in through warfare prayer. You can, there are things that you can do in the battle, but it's mine. You don't take your revenge. You don't pick up your carnal weapon and go. You don't do that. And if we're not, and, and, and if we're not constantly saying, God, search me. Search me, oh God. If we're not constantly saying that, if we're not every day coming before the Lord and we're saying, God, is there something in me that needs to leave? And and it's hard because that means that you have to be vulnerable and you have to open yourself up to correction from the Lord. You have to open yourself up and literally give God permission to tell you what's wrong with yourself. But you'll never grow if you do. If you, if you you'll never grow if you don't. And you will be, be a puppet of the enemy your whole life. And you'll be thinking that you're doing great things. And thinking that you are doing this. When in reality, you could very well be a puppet of witchcraft. And I don't want to be that. I don't want to be that. I don't want to give my tongue to the enemy. I don't, you know. I, 
and it's going to take discipline. It's going to take discipline and it's going to take, it's going to take surrender every day, every day. And it's going to be difficult, but we let's do this. Anybody else on board with me? Is anybody else on board with me today that I, I don't want to be a vessel of the enemy? I don't want to be that. And, and that's one thing when it comes to sin, whenever we sin, we are, we are aligning ourselves with the enemy. We are becoming vessels for the enemy and we don't need to do that. We like, that's not who we're called to be. That's not. And that's one reason why some people are like, well, why don't we see, you know, demons cast out and da, 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 da. I think it's because vessels aren't pure because you have people that are living in sin and aligning themselves with the enemy, but then they're trying to cast the enemy out. You know, and Jesus said the devil can't cast out the devil. You know, a house divided against itself can't stand. You know, the devil can't cast itself out. It's not going to. Why would they? They're on the same team. Why would the devil cast out the devil? You know, so we have to be pure vessels filled with the Holy Spirit. Purified vessels of the Lord. And it doesn't mean that we have to be to a perfect state before we can lay hands on people and, and pray for them or anything. It's not what I'm saying, but it means that we have to constantly be examination of ourselves and say, Lord, you know, show me the cracks. Because I don't want to give, I don't want the enemy coming through that crack. I don't want to give him a crack door. He's crouching at it all goes back to what God said to Cain. The enemy is crouching at your door. He desires to have you, but you must master him. You must rule over him. God's given us the authority over the enemy, but we have to walk in it. We have to take, and and because that's what Adam and Eve did. Satan didn't take their authority. They gave it up. They handed it. They handed him the keys. They said, here you go. They, they traded their authority for, for something that looked very pleasing to the eye. Very pleasing, very yummy very something they thought would would make them like God and they lost everything in a moment of pride everything let's not be the same way let's learn let's learn you know let's not I don't want to do a history repeats itself I don't want to be stuck in cycles of sin I don't want to I don't want to do that you know and and in order for us to in order for us to do that, we need to be open to correction from the Lord. We need to receive it and we need to walk in it. And does it hurt? Yes, it does. That hurt this morning because when I when I I, I had to go back and examine myself and go back and, and revisit times where I realize now because I was speaking death over people in anger or because I or you know and not necessarily speaking death over them as in speaking like oh I want them to die in their life none of that negativity well they need to fall well they need to this well they need to that well blah 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 well they'll never this or even speaking negative things well I just don't think that that you know their company will never succeed or their this will never this or their this will never this or da 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 da, da. just negativity negativity is death you know speaking that over people and over people's lives you know I could have given my tongue to witchcraft and not even known it. And I hate the spirit of witchcraft, you know? And so I like, I like these, I like learning and I like reading these things because I'm, because I'm like, God, I, I don't, I want to be, I don't want to be that. I want to be a vessel for you and for you alone. There is no other spirit in this world that I want to be tied to than the Holy Spirit. No other, other being in me than the Holy Spirit. That's what I want. Um, 
And it takes getting spanked. It takes getting smacked. It takes God looking at you and saying, you know, you're preaching against this, but examine your own heart. You're teaching against this, but examine your heart. Examine the words you say. Examine yourself. Examine yourself. You know, and if you don't see anything, well, I can tell you by examining your heart because God sees all of the heart. He sees the heart. He sees the motives. Everything starts with the motive of the heart. And that is why Jesus talks about the heart so much. He's like circum. He told the, the, the people in the New Testament, the Pharisees, he was like, circumcise your hearts. Quit thinking that you're going to, you're going to get to heaven by, because you look great on the outside. He's like, your hearts are wicked. You're wicked. On the inside, that is where sin comes from. It comes from the motive starts with the motive of your heart and the state of your heart. Because out of the overflow of the mouth, the heart speaks. We talked about the heart. So anyway, um, so I'm going to be conscious of that. You know, I want to be conscious of that as someone who is a teacher because teachers are going to be held to a higher account. And oh my word. I don't want to be standing before the Lord one day and the Lord be like, you were sent to be a teacher of life, but more death rolled off your tongue than life. I don't, God, I don't want that. <laughs> and I, and I, I ask for forgiveness from y'all. I ask for forgiveness from the Lord today for any, any time that I gave my tongue access to the enemy, any time that word curses rolled off of my mouth. Any time that, that I spoke out of pain and bitterness against others, I'm responsible for that. Regardless of what my enemies try to do to me, regardless of what they say about me, regardless of what they do, I'm not accountable for their actions. I'm accountable for mine. And I can be, and I can defeat that in the power of the Holy Spirit the right way. The godly way. I can defeat the enemy if I do it God's way. Goliath can run his mouth all day. Goliath can bark. Goliath can yell. Goliath can do whatever he wants to do. But at the end of the day, I have to be the servant of God that steps up and says, This battle is victorious because it is God's battle and because I'm going to have the wisdom to, you know, I'm going to seek him and have the wisdom to know that it's his battle and that I just have to be willing to obey him and walk in obedience. I have to be willing to war the way he calls me to war. David did not win the battle. Everybody celebrates David. David and Goliath. David and Goliath. David and Goliath. David didn't win the battle. The battle was the Lord's. The Lord got the victory that day. If David had walked out there and said, Watch what my sling's gonna, slingshot's going to do to you, bruh, that pebble would have bounced off his head. Goliath probably would have killed him with a spear, but David didn't do that. He said, he said You've defied God. This is the Lord's battle. And that's how we need to be when it comes to our enemies, when it comes to and, and understanding that the enemy, recognizing the enemy, recognizing the spirit of the enemy and separating that from the person that's harboring that spirit and praying for repentance for the person and praying that, that they turn and they repent. Paul was what Saul, who was an enemy 
of Christ. But Saul met Jesus on the road to Damascus one day and became one of the greatest, you know, vessels for him. So any enemy that comes against you can have a moment, can have a moment like that. The person can have a moment like that. If they choose to repent and they choose to humble themselves before the Almighty God, they can have a moment like that. And God can end up using them as a vessel to absolutely shake and turn the world around. So it can happen. And that's why we have to pray for these people. Because they may be operating under the influence of a wicked spirit, but they may not even realize that that's what they're doing. And um, so I was humbled today. I was humbled today by the Lord, but I'm thankful for it because every time I'm, every time the Lord corrects me, I know that it's to make me a better daughter for him. And, um, I bless the Lord. I bless the Lord for correction. I bless the Lord for, um, for shining a light on, on things I need to correct and fix. So I'm going to be much more conscious now when I do podcast episodes of how I'm feeling my, you know, my emotional state. And if it's one of these things where I'm, I'm super emotional and, and I I probably won't do one. I mean, unless it's just passionate about the things of God and it's passion for God that comes out. Um, that's okay. But I'm going to be more conscious about the state of my heart before I jump on here because there are people that listen to this and I'm accountable for that. And I don't ever want to be a vessel for the enemy. So, um, I'm going to be more accountable about to, to God, um, about what, what I say on here. So love you guys. And I will come at you later with another podcast. Um, I did say I was going to read you some of what Jennifer LeClaire wrote. Um, I kind of jumped away from that, but, um, but I can, let me see. I can, I can close with, with some of what she, uh, she said. Um, she said, uh, we can change the course of our lives for better or worse with the power that is in the tongue. Notice again that Proverbs eighteen twenty one says, death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. We often misquote that scripture saying that the power of death and life are in the tongue. You may not think it matters, but it does. It is the tongue that has the power, and the undisciplined or fleshly person is more likely to wield death with that power than life. If you do not believe that, then just start listening to how people in your workplace or in your church talk. Are those frustrating words releasing life or death? How about the gossip, defensive speech, or angry words? There is a good reason, and this is a this this verse is a scary verse. There is a good reason. Why Jesus said, for every idle word men may speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. We can release words that make ourselves or those around us feel condemned. Since there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the Spirit, we know those words are not coming from the Spirit of God. Those words are coming from our flesh, which can release witchcraft. Spiritual witchcraft relies on the power that is in our tongues and other people's tongues to release its attacks. The good news is the Holy Spirit can help us tame our tongues. Over time, we will mature in this area as we work to release life instead of death and the witchcraft curses that accompany words of death. Um, 
And then she goes on and she talks about word curses later. She says, this is how word curses work. There is Jezebel's witchcraft. Um, and then she talks about, uh, well, I'll just read it. Look once again at 2 Kings 9.22. Just before the wicked queen's demise, Jehu offered insight into an open door for the Jezebel spirit when he told her son, What peace, so long as the whoredoms of thy mother Jezebel and her witchcrafts, or in Hebrew it means sorcery, are many. Again, the spirit of Jezebel is essentially a spirit of seduction that works to escort believers into immorality and idolatry. And this spirit uses witchcraft against his enemies. Um... Jezebel's witchcraft was rooted in rebellion, but the type of witchcraft in this verse refers to incantations and spells. In the modern church world, we call them word curses. Um, let's see. In modern times, word curses are not always so dramatic. People rarely, if ever, threaten our lives, but word curses are just as real, if not as severe. When we speak negatively, she'll never hold down a job like that. That marriage is bound to fail the way he treats her. The doctor said he's going to die within 30 days. Isn't that sad? I catch that flu every year. I'll never get a raise at this dead-end job. We are agreeing with the enemy's plan and giving power to it with our anointed mouths. When we speak word curses over someone's life on our own, we are opening the door to the devil. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. If you are inadvertently or purposefully releasing witchcraft over people with the words of your mouth, repent and get your mouth back in line with the Spirit of God. And that's just a little bit. I kind of jumped around a little bit in what I read, but that's just a little bit of, of what she wrote in this book. You know, and everything's, of course, backed by Scripture. But um, it was a real, real wake-up call to me today. So, love you guys, and I hope that this helps you and... and, and teaches you and what I may do is I may um every season uh of um podcasting that I do I may just delete the previous season just so it's fresh every season is fresh um so yeah I don't know but anyway love you guys talk to you later and I hope that you guys are safe today and you guys be blessed